international is a, well, I don't know. You've already blown it, Vic, because we're already recording. Well, that's par, par for the uh, podcast, right? Yet another awkward intro. Another awkward intro for the Eclectic Soundtracks podcast. <laughs> Vic and Skunk. All right. And uh, today on the podca- podcast, we have uh, Mr. Bobo the sequel from the band Skunk Funk. What's up, y'all? Thank you for having me. Yeah, dude. Um, before we get into your music, I just got a shout out to, to Vic's shirt there. I like that Mastodon shirt. Oh, yeah, I was looking yeah. at that. <laughs> you a Mastodon, are you a Mastodon fan? Yes, sir. Dude, for the longest time, like I had, and now going back through some stuff, I may not have had Leviathan, that I, but I thought I had that album. And then I had another older one, which was like Blood and Thunder, maybe, or something like that. Blood Mountain, maybe? Blood Mountain. I always get it. Yeah, Blood and Thunder is the song, right? Okay. Yes. So, um,. Anyway, and I was like, yeah, this, they're cool, blah, 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 blah. And then I kind of recently rediscovered them. I'm just like, damn, these guys are really badass. And then I just saw them for the third time. I've seen them a few times over the years, but um, not too long ago with Opeth. And wow, dude, like they've even upped it even more. Like the visuals were just stunning. It's like really, really cool show. I'd recommend. Oh, wow. I think they just played out they here did, in the yeah, Bay, they in just the Bay played Area, locally, too. Yeah. Actually, nice. I think it was in Oakland or something like that or San Francisco. One of the two. <laughs> So speaking of the Bay Area and all this, you are from Vallejo, California, which is a little north of Oakland. Is that what you said? Yeah, about half an hour, 40 minutes north of Oakland. And from my initial, I've heard the band name Skunk Funk before. Great, great name. I, I wore my. <laughs> oh, yeah. Look, <laughs> my politically incorrect Pepe Le Pew shirt as a tribute to. Oh, you. He, he, uh, he, he's a change man. You know, he's, yeah, he's uh, he's performed. <laughs> He's happily married now. Yeah, he's he's doing good nowadays. <laughs> yeah, we're all we're all happy that Pepe stopped being a creepy rapist. Yeah. <laughs> I do not condone a... his old behavior. <laughs> no, absolutely not. But anyway, so yeah, man, out in all uh, that, I, it's, it's not so much in the Bay, but it pretty gets pretty sunny and pretty hot in Vallejo, right? You guys got a little heat pocket there. Yeah, from yeah, what I hear. It's, it gets scorching. Though. When it gets hot, it gets hot. But fortunately, right now it's raining, and we need. It. Yeah, we dude, need it, it is like that's. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I heard it. Not so super. Uh, you don't get a lot of rain out here, huh? Not lately. <laughs> uh, yeah, no. We used this to. Is so, I don't know if it was the last time I was out here, but I was here. God, when was it? That oh, was just crazy. The you had crazy the, the fires, right? The fires the and it looked like the looked like Mars when you looked oh, outside. Yeah. The sky was totally orange. When was that? Like a year ago, I right? Think, so I, was that or was that this I year? I believe it was last year during twenty twenty. I feel like it might have been September or something. Yeah, like twenty twenty. Yeah, it was insane. And it was dude. just orange all day. Like it never got brighter. It just stayed dark. Yeah, it was. No, they had like warnings to like stay inside because the air was so you know was toxic or yeah, it was, it was crazy. recall for sure. It felt like. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's what I, I exactly how I felt. I was like, holy shit, this is Total Recall, the original version. Um, man, so Skunk Fuck, my initial thing, like when I hear that, and I'm a huge, there's some Bay Area and Northern California bands that I love, like Northern California, Mr. Bungle. Love oh, Mr. Yeah, Bungle. You guys sure. you guys are Bungle, Bungle fans, I would imagine? Definitely, yeah. That's right, that's yeah, right, right on. Alley. You know, we like... Right on, dude. For sure, for sure, got that little taste. And I'm wondering, actually, too. And I didn't even really know this until fairly recently. I never realized they were a Bay Area band. Uh, one of the, in my opinion, one of the greatest hip hop bands that there ever was. 
was uh, Digital Underground. You in the Digital yeah. Underground? Remember those Hopefully. guys? Yeah. yeah, dude. So, um, yeah, so there's some cool stuff like that. And then, obviously, there was the whole thrash scene and, and, and all that kind of stuff, which was huge coming out of the Bay Area. And your music has the threat. Some, some of that old-school punk, like thrash, I think you call it punk funk. Right, you got some of that stuff. Yeah, definitely, like a thrashy, funky kind of feel. We we like um, Mr. Bungle, obviously, and Fishbone, and Red right, Chili yeah. Peppers, Sublime, and like Primus. We're kind yeah. of all over those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I hear uh, definitely hear that, especially with the melding of those with the, the sort of Bungle type thing. And then obviously, Chili Peppers is another good um, reference there. You kind of got that that funky. I don't know. It's almost like a California sound. It makes me think of California, right? That kind of sound De- and that definitely, yeah. That, you know, um, West Coast, yeah, like man. Nineties alternative flair, you know. Yeah. So tell us about your backstory. What got you into music? Was bass? You play bass and sing in the band, yes, right? sir. Um, and what? I've been playing bass since I was about seventeen years old. So that's about thirteen years now. Thirty now. But I originally started out on guitar playing in like metal bands in high school and you know grindcore kind of bands we were trying to emulate weird sounding bands like uh the number 12 looks like you and the blood brothers and uh then we'd play like kind of the emo stuff too like from first to last that's where my music career started i guess just like like guitar and that type of thing sort of uh well, you said grindcore, and I don't know all these subterms that well, but like, yeah. here's a band. Do you know the Locust? Yes, yes, love the Dude, Locust. <laughs> they just fucking played. I was so lucky. Uh, I, I flew in here a couple days ago, and they were playing the next night, so I got to see the Locust again at Great American Music Hall. Love that venue. Saw Dead Cross there a few years ago, and so yeah, I just caught the Locust the other night. That's man. awesome. And that, how would you describe that sound? Because I feel like that's kind of what you're talking about, right? In, in terms of just kind of weird and grind, weird time signatures, punk, punk just yeah, kind of crazy, crazy vocals, yeah, yeah. and they got the keys and the locust. That that just like ups the weirdness for me. It's fucking cool, man. Yeah, for sure. But I don't know. I guess it's a. It sounds like progressive hardcore punk and a little bit of mm-hmm. metal, and I don't know, just chaotic. I don't know. That the keyboard adds a new, new wave feel to it, but that's that particular band, but. Right, right, yeah, yeah. Definitely liked all that stuff in high school, for sure. Just trying to be outside the box a little bit, you know? <laughs> that definitely seems like, is that a, kind of a, was that a scene up in here? Or is that kind of a Southern California? I feel like I, I've i gotten, I've, I've come across those type bands, like, uh, in Southern Cal a lot. Is that, does that seem where that, was that scene sort of originated? Or do you have any idea on that? I think that's where it originated, for sure. Yeah. yeah in SoCal, but... Here in like Vallejo, so cool Napa area, we have local bands that kind of harness that sound too, like mm-hmm. indie, r- thrash indie metal kind of weird sound, like mixing soft music with heavy music and stuff like that. Like, I really like the contrast, you know, in bands like that. For sure, man. Yeah, and obviously with your sound, you've done that. And I mean, uh, again, to the kind of the, the bungle thing, like mixing that. And I one thing that caught me right away with some of your stuff was the tones that I really liked. There's a certain guitar, spanky, I don't know how to describe it, <laughs> sort of guitar tone. And I think it works in conjunction with whatever the bass tone is in these situations. But it really took me back to that first bungle record where some of those Spriance tones, you know, that was produced by John Zorn. And I was like, man, there's some, the clean sort of ska funk tones on that record yeah. in particular i really like and you guys really have 
that sound. And I love that sound for that style of music, that sort of ska reggae type thing. It's really cool, man. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, our, our guitarist, Max, has a unique style in general, and his tone is pretty gritty, but pretty um, hypnotic at the same time, you know. What do you guys play gear-wise? Are you sticklers for gear? Do you have certain things that you really like and stick to? I've played a, a Music Man bass for okay. pretty much the whole time I was in Skunk Funk. So that's been like, and even before, since like 2009. So I've had the same bass for 12 years. I'm due nice. for an upgrade. But I like the Music Man a lot, you know. I, I got that because Fleas is one, so I was like... <laughs> Now, Music Man is an offshoot from Ernie Ball, right? Yeah. And we learned from uh, Travis Larson Band, who was on our podcast, that Ernie Ball is right down the road from here, more or less. I think a couple hours south. I never knew. What was that? San Obispo or some shit? What's that place called? San Luis Obispo. Oh, yeah. 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 That is a mouthful. You know, sometimes I just keep blurting that (laughs) out. But then you made me think about it. And I was like, San Luis Obispo. (laughs) That's the one. (laughs) Yeah, I want to go check that out, man. Dude, I, I, there's some places I'm, I'm stoked because while I'm here, I'm going to check out. I would like to. There's a studio in uh, San Jose or a guy. Oh, shit. I can't even think of the name right now. But I've heard some stuff that sounded pretty pretty happening. And there's another studio that a buddy of mine knows some people up in Sacramento. So I'm going to bounce around and check some stuff out. Where do you guys do you have a particular go to for recordings? Do you how does that work? Who do you work with? Um, Quite a few times we've worked with this guy named Scott Kaminsky. But he goes by Slapwagon and Slapwagon Studios in Oakland, which he's okay. mainly a small hip-hop studio, but we had a unique setup in his spot. That's how we recorded our um, Cirque du Skank EP and mm-hmm. also the um, the skeletons of our songs from our last album, Skunk Soup. But then, because of the pandemic, we couldn't finish there, so we had him send the stems to us and built a home studio and overdubbed our skeleton. Sure, man. That's definitely a lot more of that going on. I think a lot of us had to, I mean, it was already moving that way, but um, for anyone that hadn't really caught up yet to having some sort of home recording software, the pandemic forced that hand Mm -hmm. and everyone kind of had to make that leap, which as a modern musician, that's kind of the deal. Right. And I think, studios are still very valid and producers are very valid right and you get that great preamps and rooms and for drums and that kind of stuff but a lot of stuff now you can do at home you know go reamp if you want whatever so and i think from pre-production standpoint too right like just being able to do all that as a band themselves without you know going into a studio which i don't even know like how many people do that anymore unless you're like some huge act that could afford it right yeah, you know it gets expensive for sure so it gets expensive real quick yeah it was kind of a blessing in disguise you know pushing us to that point yeah. you know so then did you shoot it back to that same studio to mix or we actually had it mixed by a guy named joe johnston at Pus cavern studios okay i think that's in san rafael I might be mistaken, though. But. I don't know where that's at. There's a lot of sands around here. A lot here. of sands <laughs> around here, for sure. Yeah, sand somewhere. Well, whatever. It's in California somewhere. Sand something or other. Sand something. <laughs> yeah, it was in sand something or other. But we mixed he, in sand something or, pre- or other. He did a pretty good job on mixing it. You know, he did just, just Is this your latest album you're talking about? The Skunk Soup? Skunk Soup, yeah. Yeah. And he had uh, done production for uh, Cake and, like, Deftones and Papa Roach. Oh, so yeah. I think they might actually be in Sacramento towards that way. 
Dude, I wonder, yeah. that might even be the same studio I'm thinking of if it's related to Papa Roach, because I know someone from Papa Roach used to own this studio or something. I mean, who knows? Mm-hmm. But I guess, are they out of, is that band out of Sacramento, Papa Roach? They're out I'm of guessing? Vacaville, which is on the way to Sacramento, coming okay. from here. Okay. Which is going east. Cool. Yeah. Um, oh, shit, I forgot what I was going to say now. <laughs> You're um, going to try and pronounce another town out there, right? Nah, I'm, no, I've given up on that. <laughs> no, I know what it was. I was, I know what it was. I was looking at your on your website, and uh, you, when you mentioned um, ah, some band, it made me think. Oh, Cake. So you guys have opened up for a lot of different bands too, right? You've played with quite a few bands we, in the Bay Area and sort of around no, Northern California, right? Yeah, and we actually got the opportunity to play during the first Bottle Rock Festival in 2013. So that was a pretty sweet opportunity, sweet gig. For That's sure. cool. Right, right off the bat, too, right? Wasn't that when did you guys form? Was that when you started? That was about when we started. Yeah. Okay. Cool. What about? So, what are some great venues that you really dig in this whole area that you guys have? Played? I mean, have you toured um, much outside of California and sort of the you know the western states, or is that primarily regional stuff? Uh, we've mostly played here in California, and you know we've never really touched SoCal before, but we played a lot in Northern California. But our last run in August, we um, hit Phoenix and Tucson, Arizona, and Vegas. So, oh, nice. How was Vegas? Vegas was fun, you know. It's it's a different beast playing in the heat out there, but it's like conditioning for a musician, so. Yeah, right. A lot of fun. Uh, were you outdoors? No, we were playing indoors. And it's just still, like, gets you because it's just a desert? It was all right. There was air conditioning in, in the Vegas venue and uh, the Phoenix venue, but Tucson was the hottest. They, had, they just had mm. the doors open there, and I was like, oh. That works. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's funky indeed. <laughs> but, uh, what are some of your favorite venues in the Bay Area, you know, in Northern California? What are some of your favorite places to play? Oh, man, that's a good question. We like the the Gilman a lot. That's a good place. The 924 Gilman in Berkeley, the legendary mm, punk okay. club. And um, we've played... Um, uh, it's, uh, it's hard to pick, you know. What are some places uh, you played in San Francisco much? We've played at the DNA Lounge. That's a pretty cool place to play. Yeah. Okay. We played Grant and Green. Bottom of the Hill we played one time. That was pretty cool. Now, are these places, do you know, are they still open? Because I know some venues went under, you know, through this whole pandemic, unfortunately. I believe those three are still open. That's good to hear. I feel like things. Well, obviously, I was just at a show the other night, and I mean, it's very different out here, Vic, as you would uh, as you would imagine than it is in Texas. You know, like uh, they we actually, I was like, because we had gone to a baseball game last time I was out here, and it was like, yeah, you got to have your vaccine card, and blah blah. blah. And then they're like, yeah, whatever, go fuck, you know. And like we're like, oh, okay, I don't care. But like this venue, they were not messing around. It was very much like they checked our they checked our vaccine cards, our IDs, they took our temperatures. Have you guys been playing? Are you experiencing that, or have you not been playing? Oh, uh, we've been playing, and some play like lately. I mean, we've I guess we've experienced it like one or two times, you know, where it had to be a vac- vaccine card or a negative COVID test. But it's not always that way. No, it's not always that way. Okay. Yeah, I know a few shows out here. They're 
like the requirements are that you have to have uh, a vaccine card, whether, you know, it's the card itself or a couple pictures. But it, I guess it depends on the act that's coming through. So maybe it's dictated I think by... The, I think that maybe sometimes the venue, but it seems like the act. The act yeah, yeah, because I, I, I was he- hearing about a Foo Fighters show out here, and it seemed like I, everyone I had to... And you had to be vaccinated, oh, yeah, right? They weren't they yeah. were messing around on that one. Nope. <laughs> right. Huh. Yeah, so... When I know. saw Thundercat at the Ace of Spades uh, at the end of November, and it was vaccine or negative test, too, but it seemed a little more relaxed. <laughs> What's, uh, where's that venue at? That's in Sacramento. In Sacramento. Okay, yeah, it sounded familiar. Cool. Um... So you've been, so when did you guys, I mean, obviously everything shut down and everybody shut down early 2020. Ironically, that's when you had just put your record out, right? Didn't that, didn't that come out in January of 2020? No, we just, re- or no, it was this, it was this year, year, my bad. We, it was this we year. We were working right, on right. it during 2020. You were working on it. Yeah. You already said, right, in the stems and that whole, th- my bad. But the, um, so were you guys uh, really kind of in the studio mindset and, and laying off the play live or did, were you playing much and did it, how did the, how did the pandemic affect you other than act, you know, kind of the way you approached recording, how much did it affect your live playing? I don't think, you know, momentum and stuff like that. I don't know if we played, I can't remember if we played, I don't think we played live once in 2020. Yeah. Right. I mean, we did. So at the when beginning, like we were on a good roll there in like March, what, mm-hmm. a week later, right when it just kind of, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So when you um, put this record out in Skunk Soup in 2021, then were you able to get right on it right away, or were things? I mean, it's because it's been. What's it been like out here in California? Been like a little more shut down, or like when were you able to sort of get back to somewhat of a normal regiment of playing live? I think that happened. The first show that I went to, I personally was in April. I saw Zion I. At, at this venue, that's one of my favorite venues, I just thought of it, the Longboard Margarita Bar in Pacifica. Okay. And then we played there in July, and it was a sold-out crowd. So nice. we started kind of started opening in April and started going up from there. And then July was like the peak, and then it started like shutting down again, like in August. When we weren't here, we were in uh, Arizona and Nevada, so... Wow. But when we came back, it was like stricter than before. Than when he'd left, you know, before. Yeah. Is everybody in the band um, from the planet, whatever? Uh, technically, yes. That or one of the moons. <laughs> <laughs> so you all guys were you got you guys were all hovering around the same solar system, and that's how you met. Yeah, it's a it's a funny story, you know. We're. We're actually here to confront our um, our actual selves. You know, we're just alter egos of the writers of this music, and we're here to tell them to keep us alive. Because if they stop writing, we're going to disappear. So. <laughs> that that sounds pretty that's good to me. Cool actually, I, I, I think that's uh, more accurate than most than most of us, ha- uh, you know, musicians and songwriters. So, congrats for that. And we're just trying to play in, in the multiversal sandbox a little bit, you know. That seems to be the yeah. thing these days. <laughs> well, yeah, and it keeps it fun and fresh, right? I mean, it almost feels like everything's been done, right? I mean, yeah. So there's always new things happening, I guess, you know. But it, it seems like it's it's pretty hard to reinvent the wheel. But I think me personally, like I love 
sort of put my, you know, dipping my toe in different ponds and getting inspiration from different places and trying different things. It, it keeps music fun and fresh, you know? And we came up with the, the whole Cirque du Skank comic book feel after we made that video that we made in 2018. Which is probably so. Who does? Do you have? Uh, do you have like guys that you work with for that specifically for for um, animation and graphics and stuff like that? Uh, we've worked with just quite a few people, just our friends. Like um, our first, no, our second, our our first full length album, Possession for Sale. That album art was done by my cousin Jared Roses, hmm. and um, Cirque du Skank's album art was done by a tattoo artist friend of mine named Jordan McGrim and he does like cool anime type art too. And recently our skunk soup was just a picture that we put together. That was kind of DIY, but our most recent um, release mandatory vacation was done by our friend of ours named Amber Crouch. So we just, we just prefer to like friends and family or people within our tribe and circle and stuff like that. That seems to be how it goes, and that's always great when you get a good circle that's working for you, man. Mm-hmm. You know, and people you know and trust <laughs> all kind of have the same goal in mind. For sure. But yeah. Speaking of your latest single too, man, it's which just came out what November, right? It's brand yeah, new. It came out on Thanksgiving. So. Okay. So yeah, I mean that's a great title for our times. Mandatory vacation. You got the vaccine card. Yeah. Basically, it's right? Kind of, it was a ploy to make people double take. They're like, "What? Oh, okay. I agree with that." <laughs> is anybody offended is anybody <laughs> no no that's no, not so far <laughs> i'm gonna i'm gonna come to one of your shows and be that offended texas guy <laughs> this is against my constitutional rights <laughs> hey damn but hip california reggae bands you... <laughs> <laughs> but sir don't you want a vacation <laughs> not if it's against my constitutional rights <laughs> Oh, man. Oh, yeah, I uh, I did a video, Vic, when uh, I've never I never put it out and I should have because it's fucking hilarious. I was really on point. We went to a when we went to that baseball game, right? And they had zip tied seats. <laughs> they had what? <laughs> they had the, so they had the and Sarah so, loved it because I mean we were it was social distancing. So, they right? had, so every, every other seat was zip line closed. Oh. Well, they had like sort of like, were like yeah, the they would have seats, like right. The folding seats, and you gotcha. would have like two, gotcha. two or four for groups of people, and then they'd have a couple. And frankly, it's like, fuck. I mean, in a perfect, I'd say in a perfect world, that would be the case everywhere, right? Because who wants to sit next to people you don't know? You yeah, know what I mean? yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Definitely. So I thought it was like awesome, but then for whatever reason, because I'm me, I started going into this character. Like Sarah was filming, I was just like, hi, I'm gonna tell you the zip tied chairs, and I was going <laughs> off on this whole like forefathers at baseball games bullshit and i was like eh, this is pretty good i should post it but <laughs> offend more people I'm, I'm sneaking in my clippers next time justice sneaking in my cl- you know it's getting it's weird because we're going we're there's all the vaccination stuff but man flying out here was the most lenient i have experienced air travel in a while like for a while there it was just like you know of course, you know, oh, nail clippers, we got to throw them in the trash. Everything yeah. is, you know, anything, everything's a weapon, and oh, take your laptops out. Now they're just like, oh, yeah, you don't have to take your laptop out and this and that. And I was like, <laughs> I have a bomb in my shoe. And they're like, it's good, go. Yeah, you know, yeah, like, yeah. it's just totally, we trust you. Yeah. You know what you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually. You have to wear masks on the plane? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Look, here, I'm going to tell you, man. 
this mask stuff, I, you know, I've been, and it's interesting. It's interesting when you are in a place as human beings, we, it's natural for us to, uh, you know, conform, conform and adapt in whatever the case may be. Right. So you just get used to things. Right. And now that Texas is kind of like, I was just like, fuck Greg Abbott, you know, and whatever, just because I'm, I got real sick of the yahoos. I, I don't like them on both ends of the spectrum. I'm not going to start man. ranting, just, you know, but they're just crying. All the it, time. But I'm it, at <laughs> yeah. a certain point. It's just like, God damn it, dude. By the way, I know I'm ranting kind of all over the place, but dude, I saw. Finally, I did fall asleep, not because it sucked. I was just tired, but like the new South Park uh, COVID post-COVID episode. Have you guys oh, seen this? I still need to watch that. I need to watch it. Yeah, it's it's fucking fantastic, dude. <laughs> it's fantastic. I mean, they just they they're, never those guys are always they're masters point, at their craft. Sure they're masters. Great. Absolute. Absolute. Mm-hmm. Master. I had actually watched rewatched Team America. <laughs> fairly recently too and then i saw that on plex or netflix or whatever and i was just like oh shit i gotta watch dude it's it's so good they call masks chin diapers (laughs) but but i mean dude here's the thing about masks right like my thing with masks is like i'll wear them i look i don't have a problem with people wearing them i was very adamant about it and now that i think that especially pre-vaccine when it was new Mm -hmm. we didn't know now it's like there's a vaccination option. There's this and that. I'm not going to not wear it if I'm required to wear it. I don't have a problem with that. But anyone that's kind of like whined and bitched about wearing a mask, I'm like, dude, if you don't wear glasses, fuck you. Because wearing glasses is the worst. It's like my – it's constantly fogging. It's the worst. And I like So I'm, I definitely am at a point where I'm like, God, I hate doing this shit, you know? But at least now there is a vaccination option available, you know? Yeah. So And that's what it should I be, feel like man. an option. You know? An option, yeah. That's where I'm at. My 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 thing is, yeah. you know, when you have all these folks talking heads saying, "Hey, you need to do this, you need to do that," but you know, outside the cameras, they're not doing any of the stuff they're telling you to do. Right, We're all hypocrites, man. Yeah. So, yeah. The irony is that it <clears throat> creates pushback either way, and I think that's what's so unfortunate is because people that would just if I think if a lot of people were just like, hey. On the side of caution, like if we just sort of got like good actual advice that we could trust that didn't have some sort of potential hidden agenda we were worried about behind it or some sort of, yeah. you know, you know, it's always I, about. I the think that's po- the silver the lining in all of it, though. We're realizing we can't. We, I mean, we've known it for a while, but we just I hope we go. I mean, we go. Jesus, we, I hope so. Most of society just goes with the Joneses and I hope we don't fall back into that. But I don't yeah. think we will in the same way after this because we have trust issues. Yeah. I would like to think that most like most citizens are reasonably intelligent, um, you know, self-thinking citizens, Regardless you know, and they're decided like, to do if you decided to get vaccinated, you like mask or not, whatever. I'm sure all of us, most of us are like kind of just like at the edge of our seat. Yeah. I, this point. I think the more. Yeah. I think the majority of people out there are normal. And realize that, yeah, right? exactly. It's, 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 it's the fringes, the loudest. It's the loudest ones that are on, yeah. that are the most extreme, but, that make that paint the picture it, it, of it. And then they, yeah. they and, and then the, the news decides, all right, into those which categories. one of these guys is the most sensational? Let's, oh, you're yes, on. Right. You got the job. You and, got the spot. And so we're gonna re- exactly. And oh, and this obnoxious asshole is the most, the loudest and most ridiculous. So we're gonna represent this entire demographic ratings, with this ratings. asshole, yeah. and that's. <laughs> completely inaccurate and you're right it's all about money and ratings it's yeah. such bullshit well, you know it's funny is i was listening to uh matt talibi right it's kind of independent journalist and he was talking about it. it's funny to hear 
you know, one extreme side. When one guy's in office, they're like, I'm not going to take that vaccine. I don't know what's in it. But then the other guy gets in the office and they're like, oh, you need to take the vaccine. It's like, well, I mean, come on. I know. It's like mind games. (laughs) Yeah. Well, that's what I was saying. Like, vaccines are nothing new. And I I personally don't have a problem with it. And I think... um, you know, in in from a sort of the the absurd the potty humor satire that that South Park demonstrates, like the episode they had about Apple or whatever, and people not reading the contracts, and then they were like, <laughs> there was like a centipede of people attached to each other's buttholes or some oh. shit. Like, oh, yes. it's in the contract. Yes. <laughs> but I mean, like that makes a point. Like, I think those things all make a point. Is because you you have like the odds. I think of people that are like, I am not even joking. Like within ten years, probably right, a decade or two. It's like we're everyone is willingly giving away all of their information, willingly like everything's right here on a phone. But pretty soon it'll be a chip inside of you or in your eyeball or whatever the hell, right? It's, it's not here. like this. <laughs> it's already here, yeah. and people are like running around having sex with robots and talking to Alexa and all this bullshit, right? Yeah. And it's like, and then you're worried about the government injecting you with some kind of track. Fuck off, dude! Like that's ridiculous. <laughs> but I think the reason people get so like. Oh, you know, willing to take up arms and by God, you're not going to vaccinate me is because they are worried about like how how intrusive and how much of a, a big government is. And but I think if people were just a, or the whole mandate thing, and I think if people were just like, hey, this is like a good idea, you should probably do it. And then kind of like didn't then people a lot of people are like, yeah, I guess I'll get a vaccine. I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. But I, to me, it's bizarre because it's like. We eradicated polio, right? As far as I'm aware, but yeah. you know, aren't that what vaccines are for? But I understand not trusting government. I do understand that. There, the I think the original polio vaccine was like an oral capsule or something, and that was starting to go wrong. Then they went to shots or something, as the story goes. <laughs> no, that's true. That's an, and that's another reason too. I understand people not take. I mean, dude, I'll be honest with you. I took the J and J. I was talking to some people last night, and they were like, oh, yeah, I had a little fever, didn't do much. It about killed my ass, you know? So I get that, like, but thank God, like, I had the booster, and I was like, of uh, Pfizer, and it was just, like, sweet. Like, I was a little tired, and that was it. So huh. got down. have you guys done the boosters yet? No. I just got the, the Pfizer vaccine. First one? I was, like, tired for three days. Yeah. I just haven't. I've been trying to, like, not eat like shit. That's what I've been trying to do yeah. and exercise. That's very non. That's very non-American of you. Man. You're not American. No, like our forefathers no. exercised. Cutting down to cutting down to three cheeseburgers a week. You know, two Krispy Kremes a week. Yep. Right. Coffee every day. Guilty. Yeah. Yeah. Lack of sleep. You know. The usual. The American way. The American dream. The American dream. You got to get some sleep to dream, though. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Wise words from. Uh, now I'm like thinking of your real name, but I can't think of your stage name. Bobo. That's not right. Bobby. <laughs> Bobby is your real name, but what is it? What's it, something the sequel? Bo? Not Bobo. <laughs> what is it? Bobby the sequel? Bobo the sequel. Bobo the oh, sequel. it is Bobo. I had it right. Okay. Don't worry, man. Don't take any of this personally. We fuck up everyone's. No, that's all good. <laughs> this is actually, yeah. this is actually going relatively well, I would say. Vic. I, I, think, yeah, I yeah. think we're smooth sailing, man. <laughs> I think we're least, all right, man. At least you weren't calling him Kara for the most of the uh, 
the podcast. Oh, dude, I saw Caravan <laughs> Thorn the other night. I, yeah, I, I was, it was. It was. I had a blast. It was a it great was show. A ugly sweater judging contest, right? Yes, I was one of the judges. It's like me and three girls were the judges. Nice. And um, yeah, it was great. And the, and like a dog won the sweater contest. I mean. Uh, the guy, a girl also, but we, it was Patsy, the, the golden retriever, was adorable. But uh, I digress. We're, we're, let's get back to Skunk Thunk over here. No, man, I went through a whole episode where I had this. There's this band called Caravan Thorn, right? And they were, <laughs> they were on our podcast. And I met the girl. I totally, know, I totally knew her name was Carrie. And they got on the podcast. I'm like, hey, we're here with Adam and Kara. From Car- and I'm like, wait a minute, that's not sure. your name. Fuck, what's your name? Like, this has like happened. What? How many times, Vic? Oh, uh, we're like what, sixty three episodes in, so it's like sixty one yes. episodes, maybe. Yeah, did yeah. I forget people's names? Yep. And I mean, I don't. I mean, I mean, there, I, do, there's I, have, a ca- I have smoked a lot of there's weed. There's a Kara so. and Caravan, so I'm not too bad. Yeah, I mean, it's like I can't be healthy. It's Kara from you know, Terry Van Thorn. I don't know. Like, well, my best switch. <laughs> I fucking love it out here with the the whole like yeah like smoke weed who gives a shit it's fantastic man like um, I don't know I would imagine with skunk funk yeah. you guys are hip on us oh yeah weed, right? I, I love my backwoods you know it it reminds me of, I don't know if you guys have seen that little Arnold Schwarzenegger spiel about he's like smoking cigars he's like my wife tell me not to smoke my stogie but her father introduced me to stogie. So how could you tell me not to smoke it? I smoke my stogie anywhere I want because I'm a stud. I don't have to find a hiding place like you. Dude, Arnold's the best. Arnold's the best. Like, he goes like, uh, have, you ever see, have you ever seen that movie Pumping Iron? Yes. Yes. Like, I was just going to say it, yes. He's like at the end of the thing, he's like smoking a fucking joint with like fried chicken and shit. And it's, I love that part. There's a part in that movie where someone says something about drinking milk. And he's like, milk is for babies. I drink beer. <laughs> Oh man, that guy! That movie's that movie's amazing. Um, I have a story about that. Whatever, Vic, I know I've told you this. Like, whenever I was actually in my workout phase, and I got in this like super health kick, and it felt great. I felt I, I felt and looked way better than I do now. But <laughs> but it's the irony of that is like I got in. I was like watching like bodybuilding videos and like watching all these like things, health things. And one night I was like, oh man, I'm gonna watch uh, fucking. Uh, pumping iron, and I ate an entire box of Oreos when I watched <laughs> Pumping Iron, and just uh, the irony. <laughs> You're like, yeah, I should get to that. Dude, that's soon. gonna be that's gonna be me someday. Oh, <laughs> I should really stop. Uh, yeah, I'll stop. Dude, it's always tomorrow. Like tomorrow, as I eat popcorn. You're like milk's for babies, <laughs> milk's for Oreos, dude. Like, you know, that's, that's right. It's milk's milk favorite uh, cookie. That's what I heard, man. Dude, fucking Oreos is that's some dangerous shit, dude. It is. It's like lazy. And then they tried to make the thin ones and like like one. it matters. I'm like, no, you're just gonna eat more of them. Yeah. It's like you're gonna grab two I, or three. Dude, honestly, and they've got so many flavors of Oreos. It's insane. Oh, like it's. My my brother's wife became. She actually started oh, an right. Instagram I, I, with like a, for like Oreo flavors. Totally and forgot about that. She's had like every Oreo flavor ever, and then she'll just like leave them, go take them all to company parties or something. But yeah, they've got some really good stuff and some really bizarre, like absurdly stupid stuff. But just the regular Oreo can't be beat. Yeah, I don't. I don't need it double stuffed. I don't want it thin. I don't want this. I don't want that. You know, barbecue potato chip Oreo, no, whatever. Like, no, I want no, a regular no, fucking Oreo. No, red <laughs> barbecue potato chip. Oh, red velvet Oreo. <laughs> <laughs> I 
pumpkin spice or you know, oh, pumpkin spice or you know that shit's happening right now. Dude. Oh no, That's, I've seen it in stores. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> some things can be good, but most things no. <laughs> I, I say we get some I, skunk skunk funk Oreos, man. A little, little extra something something in there. Little the center's green, you know. Yeah, exactly. I'll, I'll eat those. <laughs> Hundred milligrams per Oreo. Oh, there you. Yeah, it, it's so scientific out here now. It's crazy. I know. Man, like, when did that dispensaries happen? and they're like, P, it's all official. I was like, like dabbing when it was like, like here's black market, product. and now it's like mainstream. Right. I'm like, ah, I'm gonna just smoke. Real weed now. <laughs> yeah, I was getting like really good edibles for a while, and then um, that that um, fell through or whatever, like wherever those were coming from. And so then I started just like you know smoking again, which I haven't for a while now. And now it's like I can get gummies and stuff out here, which is like better for the voice, you know. Yeah, I shouldn't probably be smoking all the time, but uh, yeah. I tell you what, man, it's <laughs> nothing like just nothing like just ripping off a bong. <laughs> <laughs> Getting the job done nice and quick, do they, like that. That's do how they I, have all the? Uh, do they have all the stores like they do in Vegas? Because I've seen the videos, of, like all the oh, yeah. shops in Vegas. You know, like the you know under yeah. glass cases and somebody that comes out and like, oh, if you want this, it's amazing. This this. We, we, it's we, cool. We've had them like before it was uh, legalized. We just had to get a fake ID before. Oh, medical card. Uh, my bad. Medical. Ah. <laughs> Some people. Everyone's got medical problems. It's very problems. good medicinally for people that really, really need it. Name one person pain, that doesn't have. I don't need a medical. Seriously, for it. Uh, <laughs> I'm mentally ill. Oh well, you look like it. Get in here and get some fucking booze. <laughs> <shit. laughs> My eye kind of no, goes I mean, this man, way when I look up. Can I get some weed? <laughs> just like walking with a limp. I hurt my back. No, dude, I'm not even that shit though. Here's the thing: like with weed, it doesn't always necessarily. I wish it did. If it did, I'd be high all the time. Like if it like alleviated pain, but back to Vic's point, like at the end of the day, I mean, the the earth has the resources for us, right? For the most part, we, you know, marijuana being one of them used in the correct way, blah, blah, blah. Right. In conjunction it's just like, with other but like things, a yes. good, right. And a good diet and good moderation and, and mm-hmm. physical activity, something like that, you know, all these things in the right moderation and balance is like, you're going to feel better. But when I was on the plane here, man, my knee was like spasming. Like I had this like sciatic pain and like, like I was just like, Oh, I'm so miserable right now. Yeah. And I think like, yeah, they should dude, you know what they should have. I'm okay. Like back to the mask thing. If it's something like air travel where you have some nasty flimmy coughing little kid and, and that kind of crap, fine let's all wear a mask it's a federal thing it's crossing state like you know i don't know about private businesses and people losing their jobs over that's kind of fucking that, crazy that's ridiculous, right? I think that's, like, and, that's ridiculous and like but i'm okay with it on an airplane hurt for looking but also i think they should give us like weird but i think they should respect <laughs> if we're gonna have one rule go international then we should have other one i, I think everyone who flies should be provided with a mask and an option of marijuana gummies. <laughs> and that would make that fucking flight a lot better, man. And uh, throw, in, throw in a shower and deodorant because some of those people. Yeah, don't. D- DO checks for sure. We're going to need to check. We're going to check your vaccine card. We're going to need to check your fucking body odor level. That is, a, oh that is a skunk funk tour rule. Before we got in the car or, um, coming back from Arizona, I'm just like. Hey, Dio check everybody. Everybody shower. <laughs> everybody wash your ass. Oh, we're stopping and buying some. <laughs> no, in fact, I got some. I got two. 
Uh, it's, it's, it's good to have the deodorant on tour. There's always that one guy in the band that's like, there's always like that one guy that like wakes up early and showers every day and is way too happy to be awake early. And then there's <laughs> that guy that just won't wake up until the absolute last minute. So therefore never, you know, showers until like the rest of the band's like, Jesus fucking Christ, dude. dude. Like <laughs> that guy is me. <laughs> throw you in the pool <laughs> with some shampoo. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, hot tubs. Hot we're we're tubs filming a Doctor Squatch yeah. commercial. Get in there. Ah, <laughs> oh, it's for the new music video, man. Sorry, gotta do it. Oh, geez, where did that bar of soap come from? I guess you might as well use it. It exfoliates, man. <laughs> that's that's how you get them. Oh, oh, it exfoliates. Oh well, I'll, I, I'll look. I'll look good and gleaming on stage. Like, oh, you sweat already. You already do. It's crazy, dude. It's crazy hot. You get the like. I always wonder, like, sometimes if I shower, if it's like a local show, and I shower and go. I'm like, why am I bothering? Like, other than like trying to like make my hair like not look like as shitty as it looks, you know? Like, my, like, okay, like maybe I'll have a little volume in my hair. <laughs> Like that's my only reason for showering nowadays because like you immediate like no matter what the circumstances are when you're on stage playing like you're going to fucking sweat yeah dude, you know I never it's, shower it's before hot under show, the lights so I might stick up there and probably at the merch booth or <laughs> right like sorry y'all <laughs> that's how you know people are legit this band like when people go to buy merch and the band dude, stinks dude, so, like I'm these guys are like, legit I'm bottle like, this pheromone yeah. one day if you want. Uh, well, that'll be on the merch table. <laughs> Bottle that shit up, dude. Yeah, sign it. Here's here's my here's my stink. I'll put I'll put, I'll put like a drop of lavender in it for you. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Like you, your brand already, you can already do that, right? Because you could have little jars of like each member's, you know, scent. Yes. You just you just stank. Dryer sheets. So who smell like each band member? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we got we got yourself. Boba the sequel, mm -hmm. Bobby Roses, Max Billion Powers G. Yep. Is that how you say his last name? Sir, that's his real last name. Brian Brian Cuban B Roses. My, now this is not your brother. That's my really? older brother. Yes. Oh, we got brothers in the band. Okay, cool. <laughs> and then Nick is it Little Witty? L Lieutenant Whitmire. Witty. Oh, we Lieutenant can call Witty. Little Witty though. I'm sure. Little Little <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, okay. Nick. Nick's gonna hear this. And be like, God damn it. I'm not little fucking damn it. He, he's that guy too. Who called me little? Oh. oh my god! <laughs> fucking lieutenant. I'm a fucking lieutenant. <laughs> That's his personality too. So I think that worked uh, perfectly just now. Nice. <laughs> little lieutenant Woody. Shit. Oh, I know one one member of your band already hates me, <laughs> or or will. <laughs> Whenever we get around to putting this out, it'll be like it'll be like at least three weeks because we're gonna smoke weed and forget we did the podcast, and then we're like, "Oh shit, totally. Vic, what did we do?" <laughs> yeah. Oh that's yeah, that's, 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 that's right. right. Just that? We won't remember thoughts, anything. You we're know? <laughs> like, "Oh, it's like we'll do a, the write up." will be like, "Little Witty and Company uh, started the band in Vallejo, California, in the 1970s." Man, you're making my wheels turn. I think we got a new song coming on. Little Witty. <laughs> Walking down the street, little witty, the kind I like to meet. I don't know. So, press press release, new podcast out. 
following week press release. New song in the works following week press release. <laughs> Lieutenant Whitty. We're going to get sued the by the Roy Orbison <laughs> estate. It's going to suck. Hmm. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know why this won't leave my brain. Whenever you said lieutenant, like now I just keep thinking Lieutenant Dan. Yeah, yeah. It's like why? It, well, we called him that because we came up with the concept. Because he he's our OG drummer for sure, but you know he can't always make it these days. And we we have like right. a roster of drummers, so we called him the War Drummers. And they he's actually from the Moon. It's called Drummond from Esoterra, but. Yeah, they're gotcha. all war drummers. They're all like militant drummer guys, but work day jobs too. Hmm. But are ready to That's go cool, at man. moments' notice. <laughs> you need that, I think, as a practical from a practical standpoint, yeah. right? And just in terms of of making things happen, sometimes sometimes someone's not available. It seems it's drummers in particular, yeah. right? So they're well, all high demand, and I don't blame them. They're a hot commodity, man. <laughs> yeah, I have, I have a fucking rolodex of them. <laughs> Of lieutenants, captains, mate. They go down the list like, okay, this dude's like my captain. Ah, do I really? I ah, yeah, fucking pull right, the general. And the, I actually <laughs> had to look that up on Google. I'm like, who's like? Who's I think the general's the highest. Then there's like admiral, lieutenant, Vic? captain, colonel. Yeah. Hey, Vic. The, the private's Here's the one that gets the drumstick stuck in the hair, right? <laughs> the brandy guy. Yeah. Oh, in the hair. Yeah. Yes. I thought you were going to say something else. <laughs> uh, <the hair>. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's uh, that's what boot camp's all about. Yeah. How bad do you want this? So, <laughs> hey, when it comes to arm, when it comes to armed forces, uh, it feels like it's the same ranking system and everything, except for maybe the Navy. Am I right in that? Navy and Coast Guard. The Navy's kind of weird. Yeah. Right? Navy, Coast so Guard, Navy's and Air Force is a different enlisted. Mm-hmm. Is it really? Yeah. So, sort of, kind of, yeah. So you were you were in the which branch, Vic? Uh, Marines. The Marines. Ah, yeah. Yeah, that, how come you looked Thank at Vic and assumed he man. was in the military, but not me? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I love the way he was like, so which were you in, Vic? Well, I, I guess I did ask you, but I think it's pretty obvious Vic is the one with the military. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, Vic, was, <laughs> Vic was hardcore, man, Marines. I've always oh. wanted to play like a show for the troops because I love That'd soldiers. Cool. I have a lot of friends yeah. and family that are soldiers and this is one of the things i would say I'm like i love all you guys i love the soldier i just hate the complex don't hate me <laughs> <laughs> well it, you know it's funny is that when, when you're in you, you kind of like talk a lot of shit about the complex too because that's there's a I lot hear, of stuff right? that just I, doesn't make sense right i'm like and, uh, yeah. word on the grapevine is i mean i'm just the messenger <laughs> yeah yeah, you know. but I, you know, I, well, before we started, I was I was letting uh, I was letting Bobo know that I was stationed out in Vallejo, yeah, out in Mare Island, Mare Island. Yeah, so there, oh, I forget that. Yeah, yeah there's you a, were Pen, uh, Pendleton, but then you came up here, right? Yeah, I came up here for security training, and then uh, okay. yeah, there's a brewery there now, so you may want to check that out while you're out there. Yeah, let's let's go have a beer, man. Oh yeah. We need to do it, man. Dude, I'm, I'm really, really hoping to, um, and it's a bit of, it's still a little bit of a pipe dream, but I started a festival in Austin. I really want to expand it and I'm hoping to do something in Vegas and you guys are, how, you're a little further, obviously than LA. Like how far is it to Vegas for you? Is it like 10 hours or something? Uh, about eight hours. Okay. Oh. It's not horrible. It's like six hours to LA, eight hours to Vegas or San okay. Diego. But yeah, that's the plan, man. And in, uh, in, in we, the future, we want to play somewhere in Texas next year, though, for sure. We were supposed to the, dude, this hit, last year, but it fell through. 
<laughs> Who does your booking? Do you have someone that does that, or you guys? Do uh, Alexia, actually, Alexia Johnson. She's our manager. Okay, cool. She actually does um, does journalism for Top Shelf Media too. So yeah, dude, Top Shelf. That's oh, what, yeah. that's our connection, man. Yeah. Top Shelf yeah. put us in touch, and I I think I talked to you through email. I talked to her through email, mm-hmm. and I'm glad. And like I said, I just flew out to San Francisco, and a bunch of shit's been going on. And then I was just like, oh shit, I I hadn't gotten in touch with them about specifics but we did have the date and time locked down so it was all good yeah. and uh i'm glad you saw my email today there, but, uh, uh, well there, there should be a what skunk fest 2222 <laughs> right. 2022 or 2222 oh, sorry yeah 2022 yeah blade runner edition <laughs> blade runner edition. Uh, yeah. <laughs> nice With yeah the, dude let me i mean tell alexa to hit me up, man, because uh, I'd love to have you guys. I mean, if you guys tour through or it's it, it's feasible and makes sense for you, I can definitely help you out. And it, I I want to outsource bands. I want to get other bands, you know, coming in and playing stuff. And and I also want to, you know, outsource myself and go to other places and put on events. So that would be super cool, man. Yeah, we definitely plan on at least playing one or two shows out there this next year because we want to link up with this cool. band called Otic Empire that's from out there. Oh, yeah, man. We know those guys. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, My bass player knows those guys pretty well. Yeah, Otic Empire's been crushing, man. uh, (laughs) That'd definitely be a good fit for y'all, too, for sure. How'd you meet them? How'd you come across them? They play out there? We actually um, were at a festival in Arizona. We were supposed to perform, but ended up not performing, so we just ended up just chilling and networking. But, yeah, we played Viva Arizona. Arizona in 2020, and uh, that's where we met all those guys. Okay. Empire, uh, So Below is another dub reggae band from uh, Austin, I believe, and that's how we got our Arizona connections too. So cool, man! Very cool. Yeah, it's a small world once you kind of get out there and start networking and meeting people. It's really cool. Yeah. That whole six degrees thing really holds up. Yeah, man. it's nuts, man. You just got to maintain. Keep grinding and supporting each other. That's uplifting. That's it, dude. It's the maintaining. It is. It's a full time job. You got to stay on top of shit. And there's so many facets. The longer I've done this stuff, I'm like, God, man, there's just so many different things going on. So having the support, and it's cool that you guys have a network, you know, and, and some tight knit people that you got people you're doing artwork with. You got someone helping you with booking, and and you know that that's that's huge. Yeah, definitely. Because cool. one point. I was pretty much doing all that, managing the website and the bookings and stuff. And mm-hmm. it's it gets exhausting <laughs> for sure. It does, <laughs> yeah. Because then you go like, Jesus, man, I just want to play music. Yeah. <laughs> I started all this set to play music, not to s- sit on the internet all day. <laughs> <laughs> I know, man. You have more the- important stuff to surf on the internet than. And trying to book gigs. Yeah, I mean, it's like, come on, this is really starting to encroach on my Pornhub time. Yeah, I'm going to cool, have man. to start not learning cool. TikTok dances and shit. I don't want to do all oh. that, man. <laughs> yeah, the, the TikTok thing. I'm just... At some point, you're just like, I can only deal with so much social media. Like, how many posts and sites can you... And that's the thing, too. Like, I mean, it's one thing to be like, here's a photo. Like, this is happening photo, right? Mm-hmm. And even that can take some time to put something together and think about it. But like all this like choreographed videos and TikTok, I mean, it's like, where do these people and, find and the time for this stuff? It's weird. It's, it's somehow like we think it, it kind of does make it more accessible, but also not at the same time because it's flooded and you can become dust in the wind so quickly. And you look at somebody like, like, I don't know, like Madonna or somebody, someone hella famous. Mm-hmm. 
they post like one post every once in a while, but it's like, oh, she's back. Like, oh, she's dead. Like, right, right. Yeah, because they're already famous. If you're already at that yeah. level, it's a whole different thing. That, I think it's a catch-22 because breaking into the new, you know, breaking out nowadays, it's like, yes, you can get on all these platforms and your music is out there. It's it's way, you know, you don't have to have a record label and all these things to distribute music anymore, mm-hmm. right? And it's kind of a digital world in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you, every single person in the world has the same option to do that, regardless of how much time and effort they put into mm-hmm. learning an instrument or writing, writing a decent song, none of that. So you're competing with everything. You know what it reminds me of? The, the state of just sort of the world in general now with the internet mm-hmm. and with um, bands and music in particular, right, is, I mean, you, you were just kind of being born around this time, but in the 80s, I remember there was like, I remember growing up in, as a kid and like getting into like baseball cards mm-hmm. and there was like a couple of different, like there was Tops was a, a, a company and Donruss and Fleer. Mm-hmm. And, and then all of a sudden there was like a couple more and then a couple, and then it, and it was like exciting and people would trade these cards because it was limited. It was, it was, you know, yeah. and then all of a sudden it just became so like oversaturated that nobody gave a shit and, they, and every, the value of everything went down. And I, I feel like, I mean, maybe there's some collectors out there, but I don't think any of that stuff other than the really old school, you know, Mickey Mantles and stuff is probably worth that much money, honestly, mm-hmm. maybe a few anomalies, but it, everything got so flooded and oversaturated. And I feel like that's the case for like every fucking thing in the world now. Right. Mm-hmm. It's just like, it's just so it's very hard to stand out. Yeah, it's know? hard to be like super original and like we're basically paying homage to each other and mixing all of our influences. Yeah. That's the point we've hit now. So Yeah, and like you mentioned with coming to Austin and networking and meeting someone like Audit Empire, I feel like that's kind of where it's at now. Is like I mean it's always been there, mm-hmm. right? But I think like bands that are more serious and want to do it on a bigger level, like that's the that's the first step, right? You got to get out there. And you got to like you got to grind it out. You know, you got to keep putting out your content and working hard. But like finding those other bands in other places that are doing the same thing and trying to create things with those bands, right? Mm-hmm. Is because I think it's real easy to just kind of fall into a comfort zone and go, well, okay, you know, and it's like, well, are you really expanding beyond what you've already done? I mean, granted, it, that's contingent upon if you actually want to or not. Exactly. It sounds like well, with you guys, you you know, you sound like you're hungry to do that. You For know? sure, man. And we definitely plan on dropping a lot more music this coming year since we, you know, finally built our home studio space and, you know, just have access Tell to us about- all these different places to, you know, help us too. What was that? I was going to say, tell us about that. The, your home studio. What do you What do you got going on, gear wise, software wise? What do you have? Um, at our drummer spot, he has all the drum mics and stuff. We, we, and here at my spot, I just have like just a basic interface, just to do overdubs, just so I don't have to travel mm-hmm. and stuff. And that helps for other collabs and projects as well. But um, we run off of a, a Persona Studio One. Okay, yeah, and that works pretty well for us. And I plan on upgrading to the mastering suite and trying to learn how to do that. But yeah, uh, I just recently got from my home studio personally, just a couple JBL uh, studio monitors. They're pretty cool. Nice. Yeah. That's one thing about being out here right now. I'm like, I don't have monitors, which, um, it's nice to have monitors. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. 
I don't. Fortunately, I'm not doing like any like mixing, mastering, really. But there's like some reference, some referencing I want to do, and I'm kind of like, eh, you know, like not having. Although, like, I'm hoping I can maybe bounce into a couple of studios and check some things out and just be like, hey, can we throw up a track, you know? And, yeah. And and hear some stuff on some really legit, you know, systems. We'll see. Yeah, for sure. Where are you thinking of checking out? That place in Sacramento that I can't remember the name of that a buddy of mine knows the guys there. I think it was owned by one of the Papa Roach guys. It's supposed yeah. to be. It sounds like it's a pretty cool place. Then there is a place here. There's a band in San Francisco that um, actually is Cold Shoulder, Vic, that we had Marcus oh, on. Okay, and there's yeah. been there's been some develop, developments in that band. Nice. But uh, <laughs> yeah. Yep. But they've they've got they, dude, their shit sounds really good. And there's a place yeah. I think the guy might be in San Jose and it's called God damn it. Noise Noise Eater Productions or something like that. I can't think of it exactly. But um <clears throat> but yeah, I was like really impressed with the the sound of that of their music. So I was like, mm, kinda wanna check that place. So we'll see. I'm just gonna try to contact a couple people and see what's going on. And yeah, if you got any recommendations. Um Who's your guy in Oakland? Or you, there was a Slap studio Wagon Oakland, Studios. Slap and, and he has like a Studio A and Studio B. I think the Studio B is a little bit bigger and nicer. But we've recorded in this small studio space and made it work. Yeah. It was interesting. Like There was the vocal booth where the drums could fit, but then uh, Nick was just like, nah, it's too small in there. I don't want to do it in there. So... We decided to like move the couches in his uh, space behind him where he's mixing and put the drums there. Oh, really? And nice. he, like opened some doors and put a mic in the bathroom and. Oh yeah, yeah it was. It was pr- I love doing pretty that. Pretty trippy. Nice, yeah, dude. Get that natural reverb. Yeah, it was crazy, man. And we were basically just. Um, he had the amp in the front office, the guitar amp, and I was DI, so I could just be right next to the drums. Yeah, so I mean, you guys were just—did you track? Were you tracking together, or I mean, obviously, like once you started doing with stuff now, of course, right? You're, it seems like you're kind of pre-producing and doing stuff to a click and back and forth and right, putting it together. Mm-hmm. But when you went in the studio prior to that, were, did you guys play organically live, or did you do the sort of like scratch tracks and then build it with the everything drums, bass, we've done like up to this point has been organically live, like skeleton just a drums bass and guitar just a basic track Uh and then just overdubs over that cool we want to start uh, me and max the guitar player want to start uh building songs just between me and him to a click and sending them to the drummer and seeing how that jives and whatnot so we can at least have that somewhat of a click feel you know that seems to be the thing these days for if you want to like send your music to like a DJ or something, and you go, let me remix. Like, like people have asked us that before, but I don't think yeah, it's worked. They need the because we've never. Um, that's interesting. It sounds good. It sounds tight. Like I, I wouldn't know unless I was maybe really critically listening, or, or you know, you had and told me that. So that's pretty impressive that you're going in there. And do you have a reference? Something that you have in the background to start with, or you just the drummer counts off and you guys just yep. go and capture just, that. Yeah, he just counts in. off sticks or hi hat nice. and we just go. Yeah, cool. But I'd say, I mean, I'd imagine you guys uh, in the beginning played a decent amount, rehearsed quite a bit, right, and got pretty. Obviously, you got to be pretty fucking tight to go in a studio and do it that route, yeah. which is cool though. It's old school, you know. Mm-hmm. It's, it's legitimate to do that. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, it, it, I, I don't know. I think it's like there's so many factors, right? Especially if you're dealing with DJs, that certainly seems like it would be like, now we need a a, a, a particular tempo, you know, exact yeah. tempo to, to work off of. But um, just depending on the, the style of the music and the desire, like I think it's kind of cool to have that raw for lack of a better word, throwback kind of, you know, vibe to something. Like, it's definitely a vibe thing, mm -hmm. right? As opposed to, like, you can overly sterilize something to where it's just too pristine, which I don't think makes sense for all styles. Of no, music, definitely sure. not. Yeah, we wouldn't, like, record a punk song, like a thrash song to a click, I don't think. Yeah. You know, it, yeah. it just needs the feel. But yeah, something or even if you do, I feel like you don't want to, like, beat it to death. Like, let it be a little, you know, it's okay to be a little loose around it yeah you know? exactly but something a little more funkier i think would benefit from a click you know yeah super tight pocket yeah so what's your gear again you play music man basses what about like uh, what's your rig my rig is a it's all gk it's a gk 800 rb head which is like from like the 90s i think it's like one mm -hmm. of the better models in the 90s i don't know i just got it from a guy no i like yeah i like gk gear man my brother used to play that for a long time i know my current bass player even has a uh G gk rig too um i think he sold i don't know i can't keep up with pe what people go through but i think sammy plays a gk now doesn't he Vic? <laughs> I don't know. you know yeah yeah <laughs> oh yeah it's <laughs> like what the fuck's going on what's a gk <laughs> what's this what are these edibles gonna kick in yeah this is boring <laughs> I don't care about gear. Freddy Krueger's musical brother, Galleon. Uh, oh yeah, I was like, what? <laughs> He's like, what are you what talking about? <laughs> I'm very slow-witted. No, no, slow down, was, slow down. That was kind of weird. <laughs> no, as uh, what? So you mentioned some earlier, just influences of the band in general, which, like, in, you know, immediately when I heard it, I was like, okay, yeah, I hear that Southern California. Well, I hear the bungle, but then also the Southern California, obviously, Chili Peppers and this funk kind of thing and ska. Uh, what are some other influence? Uh, Primus you mentioned? What are some particular, maybe bass or and or vocal influences that were big for you? Uh, bass influences. Uh, I got a lot of favorite bass players, you know, besides Flea and Les Claypool. Okay. Um, oh yeah, Victor Wooten, Robert Trujillo, um, you know Marcus Miller, Jaco Pistorius. All those guys are great. Yeah, yeah. But vocal wise, I've recently um, uh, built an affinity for the band Ghost. They're not our style oh, yeah. at all, but that guy's vocals seem to be. I don't know. When I sing that stuff, I'm like, nice. I could I could sing this style. <laughs> I could, and I like their theatrics Ghost too. Is, you know. Yeah, their theatrics are really good, and it's a, it's a, it, it Ghost is so interesting to me because man, they are, their merch is through the roof, and they have loyal, diehard fans in the whole thing, and like they've definitely um, put together a great brand. They, they you know? definitely got. And me. yeah, I saw, I saw them, <laughs> yeah, and I saw them live, and they're they're good, they're great at what they do. I, I get the shtick, it's cool. I don't, I don't, I don't, I like it. You know, I'm not like. Uh, over the top ghost fan, but I don't hate ghosts. Like I, yeah. I they're fine. I like ghosts. It's it's uh, uh I, every time go I was ahead. gonna say it's different than like you you come into it expecting something and they they totally it's not what you expect. Yeah, right? you they're very melodic. Black, black metal. Yeah, it's or way something. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. like Behemoth. Like yes. that's like oh, that Behemoth is like holy shit, or like, like Children of like Odom Ghost. Or yeah, like, right. The Ghost is like kind of poppy metal. Yeah. yeah, but but it's but it's real hooky and you know oh. and then and, and it's, the Tobias, tones. That, yeah. that dude, but that lead singer Tobias Forge, he's, he's good. The composer of yeah. all that. He like hires the whole yeah. band and stuff. He used to he used to play in some thrash metal bands, but then he ha- he also has like a. A weird pop, pop thing. psychedelic or, indie band too. So yeah. we, yeah. we kind of like yeah. put them together, I guess, in some weird way. Man. I mean, anyone who can write a song like Year Zero is just so great. Like when you you're just singing along, like it's a Britney Spears song. To <laughs> various ways of saying Satan. I know. You did something right. <laughs> it's so good. Beelzebub. It's just so fucking good. I can, every I, I can I can never get enough of that song. I love that song. Those are some of my favorite ones, the ones that are, I guess, most provocative to that crowd, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> nah, yeah that reminded yeah. me of a South Park episode, the one with the, the little kid Damien shows up, right? And so in the background, you hear him sing, singing, Beelzebub. You know, they're doing the Damien chants in the background. That's what yeah. it reminded me of. Yeah, I don't know if I've seen, I may have seen I, that, but it's not, I'm not recalling. I want to say I read an article about those, about Ghost, and somebody was asking, Man, I can't remember the bass player. They were speculating that the bass player was some was a really famous girl bass player, and I can't remember who the girl was. Either from were, that's another cool thing about that band. Pixies, Smashing see. Pumpkins, uh, right? Yeah, White could, Zombie, could White Zombie. Yeah, I, I think it was the White Zombie. Uh, what was her name? Uh, Sean something. Sean something. I think. I think that. I think they were speculating that she was playing with them. So I don't know. I read this a few months ago. And I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. Watch it's that old lady Carol Kay. That's like on ten thousand songs. That you, got, you know, what I'm, ta- you know what I'm talking about. Like, it's like a bunch of session dudes from like the sixties. Yeah, you know? she's, she's a session <laughs> bass player. That lady. Yeah, yeah. That's why they're all they're wearing masks and they're all old as fuck yeah, and they can't move. They're like that's <laughs> like they, they're so like tight. And I've like, recorded oh, ten thousand cool. songs. <laughs> like Damn. there's literally like people like. Kind of like escorting them off stage at the end <laughs> that, of the show. That's no easy feat. It's a, We're just like, oh yeah, ten thousand yeah. songs. I'm like, I don't know, man. That's insane, that's a lot. dude. One thing about you know, we were talking about how hot it gets up on stage. Think about Ghost, dude, and those fucking masks, that costumes, like the whole those show. Are cool, and bro. I got to give props to those yeah, guys, yeah. like being able to play in those masks. Like that's pretty badass, man. Like that's not easy. That's hard, dude. Yeah, you're basically kind of just going off of muscle memory at that point. I'd imagine. Unless you can see really good. Yeah, I, don't know. I don't know. I've never been able to do anything effectively in a mask. Honestly. Like, <laughs> playing was just weird and bizarre. Oh, know? gosh. Yeah. So, yeah. Now, there's a lot There's a lot going on there. And uh, it's a good... They really put that together well. That, or I guess the, whoever that... Who's the head guy? What's his name? Tobias Forge. Forge. Tobias. Right. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, they're a pretty good band. Uh, I don't know. I... I guess going back towards more of our scene, I like the Expendables. If we're going to talk about like California style reggae, because they kind of have that '80s metal feel to them, and they do it really mm. well. And uh, yeah, I like ska a lot. That's like one of my favorite genres. I know that's a goofy genre, but <laughs> I don't know a lot of ska. What are some ska bands that are? I mean, it all depends if you're. Like talking about '60s ska could be like Desmond Decker, Scottalites, and then '80s like two-tone ska's like the Specials or like 
an English beat or something. Maybe even Fishbone could count into that, but they kind of segue into the third wave, which is like the Tony Hawk pro skater kind of ska. Mm. You know, like Real Big Fish and, you know, bands like that. Cash 22, Skank and Pickle. I like that. <laughs> I like that name. <laughs> is that more progress? Is that more progressive? Did the bands kind of grow, or did, was it the, or was ska from back in the day? Do they have like big on horns and? Shit? Yeah, it was basically ska came before reggae. That's where like roots reggae comes from. Basically, like, Bob Marley oh. before he was like super like when he got into Rastafarianism, he was just a guy singing blues and ska music. You know. So basically, just slow down ska. I mean, essentially, kind of yeah, generic. You know. Interesting. Is. I was. I, I would have thought it would have been the opposite. That's really interesting. That's what I thought for a I while. I think I heard too. that somewhere. <laughs> yeah, I think I heard that somewhere before. That's cool. And then ska. So there's that ska. But then, like, what people typically think of is like ska from the '90s. You know, like, like right. Fast and mixed with punk and horns and kind of goofy, nerdy. Right. And then it became like the style of music for the America's Funniest Home Videos theme song. So. That's where. It, oh no! It, oh, it just became like commercial music. After yeah, a while, yeah, that's then it died, kind of. <laughs> but it's coming back. We got a lot of new ska bands these days. So. Scott, yeah, everyone had to be like, okay, we got to wait till this Bob Saget shit clears <laughs> out, and then we'll fucking re reemerge. <laughs> I think he's waiting for it to clear out too. And yeah. poor Bob Saget, he's out there trying to do like hardcore, like comedy. How many f bombs can I drop in my comedy routine to, to you know so people don't? It's like everyone's like, dude, we still know you're like the dude from Full House, like yeah. His best role ever though was Half Baked, like that was, that was <laughs> Bob Saget. That guy's stand up best is fucking crazy role when he starts. Pick, is it is this what he talks about? Is it good? Or, or when he starts picking up that guitar, he just be singing some outrageous songs. That dude, like, Bob Saget, really. Yeah. I didn't know. I didn't. I don't know about the guitar part of that. That's interesting. I guess Uncle Jesse taught him a thing or two. Did you want to hear something crazy? <laughs> so, did I tell you this? Nick? I think we probably talked about this, like maybe on Bulls podcast or something, like because. Uh, so I went to the Nam show um, a couple. Well, right, it was twenty twenty before everything shut down, and I was fortunate enough to be able to perform at the the Gibson booth, and Gibson has just come back like with a vengeance and they are crushing dude like it's so amazing right now are you talking about nam yeah yeah oh, damn when did you perform there uh i've been going to nam shows for years but this particular one was at tw in 2020 and i got to play the gibson I, I, booth and they had a huge room and a big stage it was it was amazing it was, that was my first time at nam was the in january 2020 so oh no I shit know if I cool man caught your set or not but i was in there at some yeah point. i was playing uh I was playing with this guy, uh, Bully Los Buffalos is the name of the band. It's kind of like rock and roll Latin, with sort of a Latin twist or whatever. But uh, so we were playing. Um, we did that. But uh, oh, where the fuck was I going with this? There was a point to who we were Something just talking about. about Uncle Jesse, Scott. Bob Saget. Uncle Jesse, right. <laughs> so anyway, so <laughs> and, that oh, right, came from Scott. Doesn't surprise right. me. <laughs> so, but this was so weird, right? So back to Full House. Like, uh, what's that guy's name? John Stamos, right? So we go to this. So John Stamos. We go to this this this, uh, this big Nam show like after party thing that 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 um, 
Gibson put on, mm-hmm. and it was just incredible, dude. Like fucking Don Felder performed, oh, uh, you know, Billy Gibbons performed, Slash performed. Then they all performed Hotel California together, like Lizzie Hale. Like it was just incredible. And uh, but they opened the ceremony. Like the, the the very first guy that came out was fucking John Stamos, like playing a Gibson Les Paul. And we were just like, what? what? We were like, what the fuck's going on? Like, who is that dude? And we're like, that's the dude from Full that's House. And he's like, and we're like watching him like, holy shit, he plays guitar. And then you're like watching a little closer and he's like, no, he's totally not playing that guitar. Like, it, was just total bull- he was, it was It was like he was total bullshit. Yeah, total oh, bullshit. Uh, and then he ended up being like the host of the fucking shit or whatever because way back in the oh day, my God. Gibson sponsored or whatever right like he always played i guess gibson's on full house but uh yeah it was, oh, shit. It, was, okay. it, was it was it was interesting yeah but uh, oh. i don't know yeah it just made me think of that he, shit. He, he marketed for gibson basically so. yeah totally i mean that's huge you think of that show i mean jesus man uh it's massive everyone wanted you know? uncle jesse's guitar Probably. Everybody wanted. Yeah. All the guys wanted Uncle Jesse's guitar. All the girls wanted Uncle Jesse's cock. You know, some of the guys. Some of the guys wanted it's Uncle Jesse's cock. Had to find its way into this conversation at some point. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry. I hope your your teenage fan base is uh no the younger the younger the more they like it. Oh, but, you know anything anything yeah like grotesque. If you're if you're if, if you're I don't know. Maybe if maybe if you've got your old your your old fifties ska crowds like I don't like the language in that podcast. I think, so. I think we'll just find haters and lovers all across the spectrum. That's what I've learned. It's the it's the Ameri- it's the American way. <laughs> Don Felder, man, that would have been badass to watch. Don that's Felder, crazy guy. Gibson room, yeah. Man, that's a. I think that. That's oh, fucking. That was, Sick, dude. It was so cool. That was the biggest room with the stage. I mean, Bender's room was totally. huge, but it was just kind of like a museum in there. I'm like, oh, I don't touch anything in here. <laughs> Speaking of in, uh, uh, Hotel California, the Eagles are going to be in town in May, I think. Oh, no shit. Yeah. Damn. I mean, now the Eagles, what is it? Too? Well, to Joe Walsh, which isn't original, Joe Walsh, but he might as well be. Don is Henley, Timothy Schmidt still, still in, there. Um, okay. I think so it's they have pretty, Vince Gill now. I could see that. And I think yeah. they have the guitar player before Don Felder. I can't remember his name. Oh, wow. Or maybe yeah, I think back, Fleetwood though. Mac, and they got the guy before Lindsey Buckingham. It's one of those. Oh, yeah. Well, it's not Peter Green, right? Is Peter Green still alive? I don't think so. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> Pause for awkward silence. Oh, yeah. this, this, <laughs> here's a moment of this silence. This is the part where Vic's like, oh, man, now i gotta, now I got to awkwardly cut this <laughs> podcast. So, okay, I, I guess we're getting down to our last little bit of questions. We've been doing a little better about not running on and rambling forever. I feel like we've done pretty good here today. Yeah, that's what a podcast Hopefully people is will be for, entertained. Just... Yeah, we, like, we just like to, to, to ramble. But we've done pretty good. Shit. We've talked about the music. We've talked about uh, society. Uh, here... yeah, yeah. Oh, I did want to Something mention that, that I really dug the, uh, the uh, Tom Petty cover I saw on the on Yes, the thank you. Yes, yeah. yeah. That's a killer song. Yeah, I love it. Tom Petty's one of I'm my glad favorites. you said that. He's dude. actually a yeah. great influence for vocals. Dude, same here, man. Yes. Yes, dude. I'm a massive sure. Tom Petty fan. That That's so cool, dude. That's so cool that you guys like him. He's just one of those universal guys. I think you could be like into thrash metal or reggae or anything. And Tom Petty just writes great fucking yeah, songs. Yeah, he's a good songwriter. Cool. That's what I aspire to be. Yeah, he's like, just a great songwriter, man. I love shredders and stuff, but I love a good songwriter, dude. Like, yeah. 
to be moved yep. and stuff. Like, <laughs> and y'all did it in your style, which was super cool, man. Like, yeah, it was very uh, cool. Um, I saw something else, and I didn't watch it. I, I want to say maybe it was on your Facebook, because I don't think it was on YouTube. Did someone do a cover of Mama, I'm Coming we, Home? We did. Or something? Oh. Yes. That's cool. I got to check that out, man. Did you reggae that up a little bit, or what did you, was, you do with that one? We did it the same style. Straight up? Like, uh, punk, cool. The punk style that we do. Yeah. I one th- You know what? Speaking of you guys and sort of taking these songs of, you know, classic songwriters and, you know, icons like Tom Petty and Ozzy Osbourne, who, you know, classic rock these days. Right. And kind of then putting it in, putting your own twist on it. One of my favorite bands that I think always did that brilliantly was typo negative. Do you know typo negative at all? I love typo negative. Dude, I just the way that they packaged like they got kind of this, you know, this goth moniker or whatever, but you could hear like they had the old punk rock roots, they had the metal roots, and they and there this love of classic rock where they would always cover these old classic rock songs in their style. I always paid homage to these old, you know, bands from the 60s and whatnot at, at shows and I just thought that was really a really cool way when a band kind of takes things from the past and you hear the influences but they reinvent it within their own sound you know yeah. yeah just stuff we grew up on you know just stuff we liked listening to as kids or teenagers or now even it's timeless music man like yep. those guys so a few more things um i, I wonder if he'll be uh not everyone wants to play ball on this one let's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just shoot yeah, it from i know here. it's no, it's coming. So, so we have for a while. I don't know. It's gotten more tame. For a while, it was like straight up. Who are your favorite bands that would be on the Titanic? We were like, that's a little harsh. Like we don't we don't want people to, to you know hit an iceberg and drown just because their music sucks. But like so now it's it's the Bermuda Triangle bands. Oh, like, the, cr- the bands that you just like can't stand that the, we could just all put them on a ship and they would just like go out to sea and never come back. You know, like Man, I've, I've been trying. Do you have any bands that you absolutely can't stand? I've been trying to recently. And if you don't want to habit, say it, man. I'm trying to be. St- I'm talking shit. I'm talking shit. <laughs> I get it, dude. I know it's not. It's not cool. It's. I, I'm gonna it's think not really cool. hard. Um, you know, like, well, I'll, I'll I'll say a particular performance is that recent puddle of mud performance of that cover. Wait a minute. Is that the band with that West whatever yeah. guy? And he's always fucked up on drugs, right? Like he's the worst. He's right? a singer, he can't never get his shit dude, together. Wes. But that's what I. It's his band. Yeah. I, but he's a fucking disaster from what I've yeah. heard. Like from drugs and. So was it like a, a horrible performance because he was fucked out of his he, mind or what? No, I don't know. They hadn't played for a long time, and they played an acoustic cover of a, a Nirvana song. Oh no, that went viral. Yeah, it was so terrible. It was like, yeah, serious <laughs> XM, and it was. But oh, you could yeah, see that in the bass player's that. face. He's just like. Yes. Dude, I remember that. It was what, what, what song was it? About Do you know what girl. the song was? Oof. About a girl. It was bad. And like he could have done was. it in his own style, but he was just trying to be like too much like Cobain. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, you're totally right, man. You're totally right. And it just and it bombed. It just didn't didn't work. It's like, dude, <laughs> I'd have been like, all right, we gotta stop. We can't. Can we not release? The- they released it. I'd be like, that- no. I- that's why bands need good managers and producers to be. Bro. They fucking no, like, nah, no bro. way. 
We can, but then again, here we are talking. Here we are talking about it. So these days, I don't know. Like sometimes, like someone does something terrible and they get more famous. You know, <laughs> in some weird way, maybe. But damn, man. But yeah, you're right, dude. That was horrible. I, I guess we can have the Island Boys join them too. While, while we're just on the subject, they can go. Who are the Island Boys? Oh, you don't know. Never mind. We're not going to talk about it. Vic, Vic's googling it. I can tell. No, no. <laughs> it sounds Vic, familiar. Get off Pornhub and get your head back in the game. It's one of those goofy TikTok rappers. No, Vic, don't don't gone viral. Don't type in Island Boys in Pornhub. No, they're just going to get more views for their SEO. They're already making enough money for being silly. There you go, Island Boys. You know, can we just cut this part? Type that or not? He's gonna look. I can see that, that, Yeah, I know. He's, he's already no, I can looking. Tell when, I can tell when Vic's... Oh, you're talking about me? Yeah, yeah. It looks like you're looking me? up. I kind of am curious. I'm almost a little afraid to type I, Island Boys. I've heard, I've heard the name, and I just can't remember. Maybe this because I just blocking them out of my memory or something. I think you are. Oh, dude, this looks fucking horrible. <laughs> just from looking at it. Dude, what the fuck? It's like dudes... It's like guys in a hot tub with, like... Face tattoos, and I mean, I, I'm not saying you have a bad person because you have a face tattoo, but it, sometimes it doesn't help. It's like sometimes it I'm 13. Help. Well, I'm 13 with a face tattoo. Some, like some that's face usually like my music sucks. These guys just look silly. Hair, no, they look and ridiculous. The no, no, like they got these like hairdos that look like crowns or something. <laughs> oh man, this is so fucked up. <laughs> I'm gonna tell y'all. I'm gonna fucking tell you all the funniest damn shit, and may and, and you fucking call me a terrible person or whatever. I'm not the someone sharing this with me, and so I'm just paying it forward. There, oh man, how do I find these girls? There is a, I I don't even know how to say this without being suspense is real, so man. I'm gonna see if I can, I'm gonna see if I can find this. Hold on, I'm gonna have to type in some fucked up shit to find this. Hold on. <laughs> You can always put it in the chat, and we can just like, ugh. It's, it's not. What oh, do you dude, mean? No, just the fact that what I just typed is so bad. But, okay, here's. <laughs> it's. I found it. I fucking found it. Okay, know, it's. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm telling you right now, just go type in. Just go type in. Go to YouTube and type in left cheek, right cheek. <laughs> what? Uh, oh, dude, just do it. I have my phone right here. This is just the best. <laughs> Good lord. I guess I'll have to wait till after we hang up, right? I don't man, I might, might be love. safe. I've are you, are you doing this, Vic? What are tiny yeah, it's like twins? These, <laughs> it's like these it's like these it's like these little people rappers. Oh chicks. my goodness. Dude, it's fucking amazing. They got a song called You're welcome. Uh, Run That Check. So maybe they're uh <laughs> It, you think they're going to be on the Willow soundtrack? <laughs> oh, dude, so you went too far. You went too far. Vic, Vic will cut that out. Um, We're going to help you save face. <laughs> Willow is a great movie. Hey, do you guys remember great. there was... They're doing a new series. There's a serious question. Yeah, that's right. No. Uh, oh, Willow, like a, like a TV series yes. of Willow. Disney I, could, Plus. I could see that working. <laughs> but the guy that played Willow, who I think he was also like an Ewok, he was like super famous for, uh, I can't remember his name. Warwick Vic, Davis. Do you, do you remember? Yes. Warwick, Warwick Davis. He had a fucking show on HBO or something. Yes. 
it was hilarious yeah. and it only lasted like a season or two but it was really it was, funny because it was like yeah it was about him and like his he couldn't get work and it was just it was fucking like he basically parried it himself and made it this hilarious yeah. show yeah he was about being you know a little person in hollywood or whatever in his career but it, I, it was pretty damn funny and he would always like bring up willow and yeah, shit. yeah 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 it was really funny there was one scene where he was trying to buy he had a date and he was trying to buy condoms and like the clerk was like looking at him like <laughs> <laughs> No, that that show is great, well, that, dude. Like, props to that guy for like, you know, it was it was awesome. There's a, it, it's on the Amazon Prime, but there's a um, a David Hasselhoff TV series that uh, oh boy that he did with the BBC, right? So it's like him touring in in the UK, and it's it's a parody of himself where he has a son called Gunter from Germany that he had never met, and so he's like touring around, and he gets like kidnapped by these Russian gangsters, and they steal a car that's all. It's, it's hilarious. It's a like a TV. It's a like a series. Yeah, like a series. Yeah, it's a comedy series. It's it's pretty. It's pretty hilarious. Oh wow! I mean, that's good. Like when guys like that can make fun of themselves piss because yeah, they know like they're you're sort of a, a sort of a parody of yourself in yeah. a way. An anomaly for sure. You know, I I just so, want to make money off of it too. Shit. <laughs> so I I think Island Boys is a great. I don't have, I haven't, I that's haven't where, heard. That's where island the island boys, is sh- that they're from. Yeah, that's that, that's where the other bands have to go to get boys. punished. They show up and they have to listen to the island boys for the rest of their life because they're like, your fucking music sucks. Yeah, so now you have to listen to these assholes. You have to assholes. audition to be their band and they'll reject. Right, and you, you have, have to, to get rejected with the island by boys them and roasted by them. Some poor, like, really credible session musician who that's just ended terrible. up in a shitty that's band awful, for paycheck, dude. like. Ends up on Island Boys Island. Ah, <laughs> poor bastard. <laughs> oh, man. Our per- All our right. Per- we won't ask you for any more unless, unless you really got another. What are you gonna, what are you gonna oh, I was going to say, it could apply to producers, too. That's like pro- producer torture. You're like You have to mix and master this to be radio ready without auto-tune. I actually <laughs> love that idea. I love that idea. I really no melody, no nothing. You... You were responsible. Look, look, Joe, producer. I know you got a big paycheck, but you were responsible for douchebag number four hundred and twenty-six over here getting a fucking Grammy. You have to go to Island Boy Island and fucking mix the Island Boys for the rest of your life, you asshole. There we go. This is your no integrity. Just that that one song for the rest of eternity. Yes, over and over. It's kind of like in Space Jam where. He's like, if you lose, you're going to have to sign autographs all day and play one-on-one with the paying customer, <laughs> and they'll always right. lose. <laughs> <laughs> that is a great idea. I heard they were doing a re- – I, I heard they were uh, – uh, there's a new a new Space Jam yeah. happening. Yeah. LeBron James. Yep. LeBron James, right? Yeah. I never saw I the original Space uh, Jam. Jabron Lames. Yeah. Jabron Lames. <laughs> yeah, the new version always uh, – the new version, he's always, uh, you know, flopping and faking injuries. So, yeah. I, oh, man, I, I he never forgot took that. A pa- <laughs> took a page out of the 90s Utah jazz book. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Fucking man. Carl Malone. I love the picture of, like, the dudes just carrying him off, like, in a cradle off of the court. Like, one like- dude has eat one person per limb. <laughs> I like the one where... Uh, <laughs> Where uh, they Photoshop them on a uh, to make them look like Mao Zedong. 
Yeah. He has the same haircut. Oh He's that old school Chinese dictator. Yeah. Who? LeBron James? Are we talking about the old Space Jam? No, no, oh, LeBron, LeBron James. James. You're talking about memes. Like, you're talking about memes. Yeah. Space Jam. yeah. I was like really confused. <laughs> Holy shit, what universe? Uh, I was starting to think maybe in. I should. Dude, I was like literally starting to think maybe I should watch this damn movie. Like, I, my unfortunately for me, all I could think of is like the theme song is like by a guy that peed on women, and I can't. Oh, it's hard that's to get past right. Oh my god, yeah. Yeah. Oh Jesus, fucking R. Kelly, man. A lot more than that. That's tame. R. Kelly makes R. Kelly makes it rain on on Man Island or whatever it's called. Island, Island Man Island. Yeah. He serves the drinks. Yeah. He's there every Thursday night. <laughs> you know what sucks is like back back to the whole technology thing and like the the about how all of our information is tracked. You know what's going to suck? Like tomorrow, we're all going to start getting like messages and like pop ups on our on our shit from like men, you know seeking men <laughs> seeking manly vacation. <laughs> right. Whatever that joke flops. Well, that's what happens when you use Google and not uh, DuckDuckGo. Or, <laughs> oh, you you actually use uh, you you use some se- super secret right wing thing that like can't track your shit. You leave with all the cookies. <laughs> so no, you're probably right, Vic. What's it called? Duck what? Duck Duck Go. That's a thing, like a, a oh, browser you that just does use that. A VPN too. I mean, that right? that too. Or onion, right? Or torrent? I don't. I don't know. Onion. Yeah. <laughs> What's onion? It's the dark web. I'm afraid, I'm of, the dark afraid web. of the dark web too. I would want it for the privacy know. aspect, or like you know the VPN or the the dot onion database. Whatever. I've already seen things on the web that I can never understand. Oh, dude, I can only imagine. You know, and can you imagine going to the dark? Web? I can't end up in some weird room. Like, how did you get here? Can you imagine? I have your address. I would love. I, I see you. Your camera's on. Look, you want to see the view? Like, oh shit! Just a time capsule where, like, the forefathers like come to present day, and you just like sit. I mean, these brilliant men that you know lived in the you know didn't even have electricity, didn't even have fucking plumbing or not. And these guys were they could do everything, like the Ben Franklin's and the Thomas Jeffersons. Like they did everything, mm-hmm. right? Can you imagine of being like, hey? Fast forward a few hundred years. Here's here's where we landed, thanks to you guys and your innovations. Plop them down in front of a you know fucking computer, and then just like you know, two girls, one cup. And it's like, <laughs> so, yay! I, I'm like thinking of look what we did. It's like a short film, George Washington versus the Dark Web. He's <laughs> 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 like, that sounds like Martha. <laughs> His hippopotamus teeth just fall right out, dude. Oh my god! I think that sounds like one of the most genius fucking things. South Park's already made it. We missed it. They, they're they watching us that. right now. They're like, oh, that's yeah, good. they're watching us. <laughs> and then somehow the episode's already done. Oh, god damn it! <sighs> yeah, South Park's gotten one of those things that, that now, like The Simpsons, you know, has been for so fucking long. I mean, it's the same thing. It's like you can cite just about anything that's ever happened in you know modern. Uh, uh, culture. What's the word I'm looking for? I don't know. Whatever. But they've done it. They've spoofed it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Simpsons did it. Yeah, they're crazy. I don't Simpsons know how they do that. They even yeah, they even did that. <laughs> and Family Guy. Remember the Family oh, Guy? Yeah. Wasn't it? 
Or was it? Or was that all in the same episode or something? I don't know. I don't remember if it was or not. It might have been. Yeah, but y'all should watch that new special, man. It's I'll have to check it out. It's pretty good. They've got like this whole like everything is just fucking so stupid in the, it's in the in the future, <laughs> and it's just like there's this ridiculous song that's all like, blah, you know, something. We're in the future, in the future. <laughs> <laughs> I've just been roaming around singing at the last few oh, days, knowing my fiance. <laughs> so, last question, maybe. Uh, what are your favorite foods? I don't know why I like asking this question, but probably because I love eating. What what foods do you like? <sighs> or do you have any Bermuda Triangle foods? Oh that man, up only on <laughs> Island Boys Island. Like some weird Star Wars food and drinks or something. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I like um, a lot of food. I have an affinity for chicken tikka masala. I'm going to do Indian. Chilaquiles. I'm going to do Mexican. That's like one of my favorite dishes. Um, lumpia. I'm Filipino, so I got to love lumpia. Hmm. Um, uh, pretty much all Italian food. I mean, and some good old biscuits and gravy. I love. <laughs> Those are all good answers. They're very eclectic. Like your music, your your cuisine is like your music. I like a little bit of everything, man. I feel like Mel Gibson and Signs is like, fine, nobody's going to eat. I'm going to have a little bit of everything. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I can tear you French toast, spaghetti. <laughs> that all sounds good right now. I know. Yeah. That scene, even though it's like a tragic, depressing scene, they're like their last meal. It always makes me hungry. Yeah. <laughs> Like, sucks for them, but I'm hungry. Now. Yeah. Pause. <laughs> the aliens are coming, but damn, that looks delicious. They're just like eating like a bunch of shit when you watch the aliens. <laughs> Swing away, Meryl. I would say it myself, but my mouth is full. Oh, That's the irony oh. of the movie. Like, the alien shows up, and Bill Gibson's mouth is full. He's like, oh, like you could have just done this the whole time. Pour some water on him. Wow. <laughs> Yeah, geez, are we really that dumb? Hopefully, if we get invaded by aliens and all it takes to beat them is water, they don't overthrow the whole fucking planet before one, you know. Hey, that's their fault. They knew water was all player. Seventy percent of the planet the is figures it out. They fucked. Yeah. <laughs> Stupid fucking aliens. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what that's what the message we really wanted to get across on this podcast was fuck the island boys and fuck, fuck the aliens, aliens <laughs> except for you guys all the cool aliens from the planet esoterra yeah <laughs> esoterra right uh we're not stupid we're just aliens. from the parallel universe we're harmless <laughs> i don't know how we got here we can't we can't go back until we finish our mission <laughs> Hey, man, where can I get some weed out here? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Shit, you're in San Francisco. I mean, I haven't been to Spencer. Yeah, you don't there. even have to ask. You're like, oh, yeah, I can just go buy it legal. There's a cool, like, place that you can buy weed and sit in there. It's like a weed lounge. It's kind of expensive, though. It's called Sparks, though. Sparks Lounge. In the city? That's the last place. appropriate name. Yeah, it's cool. It's like, it's kind of like bougie. Too. It was like clean in there, shit. Uh, you better take a shower before you go. <laughs> I'm sure they <laughs> wash all the airline funk off you. <laughs> it's clean and futuristic oh. in the sense of like a, a See, Star Wars I've got cantina. Back to my lazy self. So, you know, it looks futuristic and clean, but maybe the people 
are not always that way. I don't know. <laughs> Damn scoundrels. Depends what part of what what part of town. Yeah, scoundrels. Oh wait, that's me. Shit. Three so like <laughs> check. <laughs> um, what is? Tell people where they can find Skunk Funk online. You can find us These intergalactic travelers on either our link tree, which is just a skunk funk. If you type it into link tree or www.skunkfunkofficial.com is our website. That'll pretty much take you to all of our social media and our, our Spotify and our YouTube. So you can subscribe to us, uh, follow us, whatever you want to do. If you're digging us, Awesome. And uh, now you're talking about, are you guys writing new songs or do you have some in the can already? Where are you at in terms of like, are you want, uh, thinking maybe you'll put out a, a single or an EP or another album we're, in the upcoming year or two? Or where you at? We're going to just release probably singles bi-monthly. We're going to try. And then hopefully that all that time will lead up to another album next year around this time. Cool, cool. But definitely a lot of singles, a lot of stuff already completed, ready to go, record. But we're also writing new music currently because some of the stuff we've already had, we've had for a while. You know, we just don't record yeah. as often as we'd like to. So. But that's a good thing, I think. <laughs> I feel like singles are like the name of the game right now. Yeah, I know, man. Like, I'm, I'm so pleased. Like, uh, I've been, I got real stubborn. Like, I have to put out an album, and then now it's done. And I'm like, okay, I'm just not gonna. I'm just gonna do singles for like the next fucking two years. It's way easier, man. <laughs> Making an album is a huge process. Like, it's definitely an endeavor. Yeah, man. and um, we're definitely, you know, if we write an album, like, when we're not gonna rush it or anything. If we can't re- release it. At the end exactly, of the year, exactly. We just want to actually write a write, like write an album, not just a set of songs, you know. Right. Just kind of that's yeah, kind yeah. of how it goes sometimes, but we actually want to write like a conceptual, like, composed album. So we're going to take our time. Very cool. Well, awesome, dude. Well, um, all right. I think we will wrap up here in a minute. I'm just going to let you know that uh, the Mel, you know, the Melvins. You a Melvins fan? Yeah, I know the Melvins. Melvin's in this band called years. Hepatitis is playing American, uh, Great American Music Hall on December 30th and 31st. Uh, oh, I'm contemplating going to one of those shows, man. We'll kick off the new year with a bang. Oh, yeah. But awesome. uh, we'll see what happens. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, man, we'll have to stay in touch. I'm curious. Uh, I'm going to hopefully bounce around and check out some studios out here. And uh, definitely just upon listening to y'all's music, I'm a fan, dude. It's really cool mix of stuff. I love it. Thank you, man. I appreciate that. I appreciate you both for having me and chatting this long. Absolutely. Good vibes, good conversation. But, but, you know, plugging music, too. But I, I just love connecting with y'all. Y'all are cool. Yeah, man. That's <laughs> that's the whole thing, dude. Like, the podcast is just fun and relaxed. Shoot the shit. Have a good time. And, uh, I mean, it's, we've enjoyed it every week because, or every time we do it rather, because it's just, you know, you're always meeting new people and really getting to know them more personally. And that's a big point I think to make that we talk about sometimes it's like back to kind of how we can be pitted against each other and, and, and things can be, const- you know, construed as so divisive and this side or that side and, you know, all this breaking us up into all these demographics and se- it's like, 
nine, nine times out of 10, you know, or 95, 99% of the time when you talk to a person one-on-one, you're like, Hey, we're two people. We have the same wants and desires and fears and yeah. just human beings trying to survive and, and be cool. You know what I mean? So I think it's always really cool to personally connect and talk with people and get to know them on that level. Uh, and yeah, man, it's certainly been a pleasure, uh, talking to yourself. Yeah, man. Uh, again, thank you guys for having me. You know, like, you guys are super cool. And, um, yeah, it's just, you guys are definitely new friends of mine for sure. You know, cause you're on the same vibe, you know, everybody's everybody. We're right all on, dude. We all essentially want the same things out of life. Like you said, you know, for loved ones, ourselves, friends and family and the world at large to be as good yep, as it can be. You know. And the Bermuda Triangle Yep. Yeah, exactly. All that shit fucking, all the bad shit goes to fucking the Earth's, I can't Earth's even think of the boy, <laughs> boy Island or whatever the fuck it's <laughs> called. I, it's so bad. I can't even, I can't even think of what it's called. Mon Island. Mon my Island. Won't, yeah. My brunt <laughs> won't even accept it. Proud of that. All right. Awesome. So on that note, um, be a good person. Don't, don't, don't be a dick. Don't get, uh, yeah, don't um. don't make a city to, to Boy Island, uh, <laughs> where all things are horrible. Uh, but anyway, we've been talking with Bobo, the sequel, the intergalactic traveler of many genres uh, from the California-based band Skunk Funk. Go check them out online on their website, skunkfunkofficial.com, Linktree, Instagram, Spotify, Facebook, all that good mm-hmm. stuff. Be sure to check us out as well. Give everybody love, likes. Good comments, all that kind of good vibes and stuff. Uh, once again, this has been Eclectic Soundtracks with Skunk Manhattan and Victor Ramos. And uh, we love you all, except for you Boy Island people. <laughs> Take care. Until next time. We'll see you later. <laughs> hey, folks. That concludes another episode of the podcast. Guest links will be available in the show notes. We'd like to thank our friends at Top Shelf Music for showcasing the podcast on their site. Be sure and check them out at topshelfmusicmag.com for the latest music news, reviews, and events. We'd also like to thank the folks over at Tragon Guitars, Golden Guitars, Ernie Ball Strings, and Five Iron Woodworks. Have a great week, and catch you on the next one.